be the richest person in the world. You have to make time for yourself because you have to earn that. There's a lot of people who work really hard, but they're not hustling. So you can do whatever you want to do. That's the biggest flex. Maybe not everybody can get to $10 billion, but everybody can get to that freedom level. You can start with zero, and in two years, you can be there. Hey, this is Keith. And this is Dee back for another episode of the Defiant Life Podcast, where we defy the laws of mediocrity. Hey, <laughs> I almost said something different. Like, I'm glad you took over. <laughs> back for another episode, man. We kind of been rolling with these episodes. Uh, had a crazy day today. Got on the road to come here to get ready to record, and my tire was ripped to shreds. Nice. Right. That's My good. transmission was sluggish <laughs> as hell. Okay. Okay. Good. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I really could use a vacation right now. Yeah. <laughs> Remember those commercials? Want to get away? Want to get away? Ding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, were, those, were those airline commercials? I think they were, yeah. But yeah, because it was like promoting vacationing. Delta? Was it Delta? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know what it was. Want to get away? I miss good commercials, you know? <laughs> Just real quick, you guys... Hype up the chat. What's some of your favorite old school commercials? I miss. That was a big part of our childhood because yeah. we didn't. It wasn't such in, like we couldn't just go here, go there. We had a lot. We had to have a lot more patience because either you lost the remote control, you had to get up <laughs> and turn the knob, right? Or <laughs> the remote control batteries didn't work. Couldn't or skip. yeah, yeah, yeah. You couldn't fast forward. Yeah, <laughs> none of that stuff. Yeah. Real quick story, <laughs> but we did have TV at least. We did have yeah. a tube, right? I did. I had a um, I had a hanger in the antenna thing with a <laughs> with tin foil wrapped around it. That is so Wayne County. <laughs> in Wayne County, with that. <laughs> yep. Told you. Oh man, yeah. did it actually help though? I think so. Yeah. I don't know. I remember all the TV channels used to go off at night. It was like none of them that lasted twenty four hours. Back really? Yeah. That's you know what. I remember my brother and I would stay up really late watching Nick at Night. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Dating myself, 80s baby, represent, got to represent. <laughs> um, and one of the main reasons was we really did like those shows. Yeah. Right? So yeah. I Love Lucy. Yeah, yeah. Dick Van Dyke show. Yeah, let's go. Uh, Green Acres is yes, the place to be. Yes, farm <laughs> living is the life for me. <laughs> Darling, I love you, but give me Park Avenue. <laughs> Um, yeah. uh, Mr. Ed was another good yeah, one. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he was good. Patty Duke show. You remember that one? I don't remember that. I knew you would remember that one. <laughs> um, and then we used to, so we used to watch all these shows, but if you waited long enough, they would play 30 minutes of Looney Tunes. They would play cartoons at the end. <laughs> it was like the equivalent. Right. been asleep. Well, it, it came on at like three or four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So we would stay up super late. Everybody sleep. We're in the living room because that's the only place we had a TV <laughs> at the time. We didn't have one in our room. Yep. And we would be so tired. And then we would just wait up just for that 30 minute um, cartoon. And I don't even know why they played it. Cartoons at three o'clock in the morning. It wasn't no kids up. Y'all were up. Yeah, we were. Maybe they did it for y'all. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But. The next morning, we would be super tired, and we would always pay for it. But uh, some kind of way, we convinced ourselves that was worth it. But on that note, I want to ask you about <coughs> retirement. What's okay. your philosophy? How do you feel about retirement? Are you looking forward to it? Do you believe in retirement? Do you like working? I think, you know, I don't know. So I, I think uh, I used to want to retire young. I think uh, I, Maybe it's just like society teaches yeah. you that that's a good thing. I don't it's know. like a sign of success. Is it? Maybe. Yeah. If you retire young. I don't young. know any super successful people who retire young. Right. I feel like those people are driven to want to want to like go further, do more things. 
Mm-hmm. So the people I know who retire young are like average folks, not not really super successful people. I feel like that yeah. I know. Yeah, that's just anecdotal. But I think um, so. I've I've been. I guess now I've I've got family members and friends who are older who have gotten to retirement age and either gone through retirement or are have gone into retirement and gotten back in the workforce some way mm-hmm. or have gotten to retirement age and weren't able to retire because they didn't have the money or the mm-hmm. cash flow. <laughs> yeah. Um, T-Rex. So, yeah, T-Rex. So I think, um, I don't know, for me, I guess retirement is like a weird thing. It depends on what you mean by retirement. If you mean if you mean like that you're gonna stop doing productive work, you're gonna stop being a productive member of society, I guess in some mm-hmm. ways. Like you're not gonna contribute anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that just basically leads you into this like depressive state where you're just waiting to die. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. I feel like the people who I know who are older and happy are still they still have stuff to look forward to. They still get up to like with a purpose every yeah. day. Um, and I feel like working gives you that sort of like drive, that purpose that you want to like keep moving forward. Um, so I think, I don't know, in, in a lot of ways, I feel like retirement is a weird thought. Mm-hmm. Unless unless you 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 worked a job that you didn't love, mm-hmm. and you got to this point where now you can, you can afford to do the things that you love, but you still right. have something to work for, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, and that, that brings up an interesting, interesting point because I, there's a, of we have these older people in our family, friends of the family, mm-hmm. we consider them family mm-hmm. that I respect a lot. And the husband, I think he retired from two different jobs. He was in the Navy and he was also a pilot for a commercial airline company. And I think he might've retired from something else also. And he's in his, I think mid seventies now, mm-hmm. his wife retired from being a teacher. So mm-hmm. they have like three or four automatic payments coming in from retirement, social security and things like that. So they don't work anymore, mm-hmm. but they spend a lot of their time visiting and hanging out with their grandkids mm-hmm. and their kids. So they, they have family that lives in France. They go <coughs> visit them twice a year. They have family that lives South Florida, New York, New Jersey, North Carolina. And to me, that is something to get up for, and they're yeah. still if they're if they're spending money, circulating money through society, and things like that. If they're cultivating the next generation, if they're helping to mold yeah. and instill morals and things like that, to me, that is a great way to retire. Yeah, if, if for you sure. can if you can do that. So they've right. I don't want to say they've paid their debt to society by working, but you know <laughs> if they put in uh, a lot of work, they contributed a lot, mm-hmm. education and s- serving the country and and things like that. Civil service also. Yeah. And then, and now they're investing their time in their kids and grandkids to ensure that they have an environment that is better than what they had growing up in some cases and also to help continue to mold and pass down their beliefs, uh, their morals, their code of ethics and things like that. Yeah. To me, I, I love the way they live their retirement. Yeah, that's awesome. Like, that's yeah. like, you know, they, they have, I guess, the freedom to do – to to be able to choose what they want to do and they do the things that are meaningful to them. That is, that I think that's a healthy way to do it. I think there's a lot of people though, who just get to like whatever retirement, I don't even know what retirement age is Mm -hmm. now, 65, 70, 80, 90, Mm -hmm. I don't know, (laughs) (laughs) whatever it is. Yeah. 
So I think people just get to that age or they get to a point where they have however many years in their job that they need to be able to retire. And they're like, all right, it's retirement time, you mm -hmm. know, and they retire and then they're like sitting at home doing nothing. They're like, well, yeah, I can get a job, I guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like to me, I don't understand that whole thing. Like, why would you want to sit at home and do nothing? That makes no sense. Yeah. I don't ever want that to be the, the case. Right. So like, I guess, I also have haven't had a real job in a long time, so like I a don't w2, really know a W two mm -hmm. job, yeah. I don't really know, and I I don't know that I've ever had a job that I didn't really that I didn't enjoy. I mean, maybe I did, but it's been a long time. Mm. Even the job that I worked when I was building my real estate company, real estate business, I I enjoyed doing it. You I know, still miss it sometimes. I want to go back and do it sometimes. What you talking about? The personal training, caddying. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. <coughs> <Love>. Best <laughs> job ever. It was. It was fun. Yeah. I, you know, and you know, for, for for many years, you and I still did some like one offs. Yes. That was yeah. listen. If y'all need some caddies, <laughs> let me know. Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that was fun. Um, but I think if you're working a job that you hate, you've been doing it for thirty years or forty years or however long you have to do it, then mm -hmm. you know maybe maybe retirement is a, is a thing. But I think if you're just sitting at home doing nothing, mm -hmm. you know, most of the people that I know who've gone through retirement have gotten a job yeah. after retirement. Absolutely. So I don't know, maybe it just makes sense to work, like well, continue doing that thing if that's what you enjoy. Or find something to do. Find something that you enjoy. Yeah, sitting yeah. at home doing nothing is definitely not the way. So, for sure. it, you know, we see we see microcosms of it all the time before we get to retirement age mm -hmm. in, in a couple of different ways. Number one, the main one that I see it in, main way that I see it is – as a child growing up playing sports, being active and doing stuff every single day, <clears throat> yeah. playing outside in the street, whether it's playing outside in the streets, uh, kickball, tag, bicycles, football, basketball, whatever the case may be. And then once you graduate high school or college, you're not in a program anymore and yeah. you stop being active. You can mm. tell, man, yes. like all kind of. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, it, you know, I was talking about in the live, uh, in a live about, you know, just because you get to a speed bump, don't mean that you stop and turn around. You just go over it and you keep going. It reminded me of a story when I was sitting down eating lunch one day and I had a, a view of a highway in in front of me. Mm -hmm. And there was this van that was driving fairly, fairly fast and it slammed on brakes in the middle of the highway. And it, people, stuff, everything was, and it caused all kind of issues. We're, we're kind of like that. We're not made to just stop abruptly like that, especially right. after being, when we built up so much momentum and things that are going. So I think that's a microcosm of what it looks and feels like to a certain degree when we've been working or doing so, or working towards something, whether it's something we liked or didn't like, and then mm -hmm. just stop, you know? Yeah. I, and I think in thought, it feels good. I remember the best feeling in the world was, after I graduated high school and then when that next school year came around before college started, all my, you know, like my brother and all my younger friends had to go back to school and I could just lay there, you know? And that yeah. was, and it's because it, I've been going to school my whole life, but I was like, Oh, this is great. Yeah. You know? And I was like, this is retirement. <laughs> but after a while I was like, ah, you know, let me go visit my friends. You know, like, you, know you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so yeah. it's, it's good. It sounds good, but practically, it's not, you know, you got to, you have to be doing, you have to be moving, you have to be working towards something because I think that's the way we're wired as a people. Right. You know, right. I think so too. I yeah. think, yeah, I think it doesn't make sense to just 
do nothing. You got to have something that you enjoy. Yeah. But but I think <clears throat> I guess the the older I get, the more I think about like um, what it means to be successful. I guess or what it means to to have freedom. Mm. So like mm-hmm. it's not necessarily you know I think a lot of people think about like laying on the beach, but like. After a, a few days of that, you'd yeah. be pretty tired of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> or at least I would be. I don't know. Yeah. I think most people probably would be. Or th- maybe their mental health starts to suffer. I think that's the thing that happens. That's really interesting. And so I think, um, I guess there's a, I definitely enjoy and value spending a lot of time with family and doing things like just going to fish or doing, you know, mm-hmm. things that we enjoy to do together. Mm-hmm. I think that kind of stuff is important, but like, you got to have something that you that you enjoy and mm-hmm. you got to have something that you are working towards that you i don't know for me at least i i'm more more of a creative person i guess so mm-hmm. like i want to be creating something i want to be writing i want to be doing something that that's right. like that's what if i'm if i'm in a position where i'm doing where i'm retiring i'm probably writing doing things like like still trying to create something yeah and i think there was a documentary i saw about this i wish i could remember what it was called is about like people thriving into their like eighties and nineties and people, uh, the, the guy who narrated it was an author mm-hmm. and he was like writing a book and he was like 94 or something. Wow. He, he had just published a couple of books. He was writing another one. Wow. And I think, I think there's, um, I think there's something to that. I think if you're, yeah. if you're working towards something, it kind of keeps you, keeps you going, keeps you feeling yeah. like you're alive, keeps you moving forward. So, but I, I think there's a, a, on the other side of that, the older I get, the more I value um, peace, I guess. Mm. And so, like, having the freedom to be able to do whatever it is that that you want to do uh, to work towards whatever it is that you want to work for, but also, you know, spend time with family, mm-hmm. doing those kind of things. That's, uh, I think that's the goal, really. Is It's yeah. always, every time I talk to somebody who, who is, wants to become wealthy or who already is wealthy, the reason is not money. And right. So, like, we, I remember we had a, an, uh, an interview with somebody and he was like, no, it's just money. I want to, I want to make money. But then he was like, the reason I want to make money is so I can do things with my family and do this. So it's right. like, there's nothing wrong with wanting to make money, but the re- money is just a tool at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. All of it, really all it is, is it gives you the freedom to be able to do the things that you want to do. That's it, man. You know, um, I heard somebody say the other day, a healthy man has many wishes, mm-hmm. but a sick man has one. You know, mm. just more time, right. life, you know what I'm saying, type yeah. of thing. Um, and I think that understanding identity and having purpose or direction is super important yeah. when it com- because you you never retire from your purpose, mm. right? And you never retire from who you are because who you are dictates how you live and what you do for the most part. Like you said, I, I know it, for you, it probably came a little bit later in life, but you enjoy writing. Mm-hmm. And I know you didn't discover that until you were, you know, after high school, right? Yeah. Really? And after you, col- yeah. 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 In the midst of college. Yeah. Kind of. So, so the thing well, is. After most people would have been out of college. Yeah. Well, yeah. Still you, in the middle you, of you, mine. you was in college for 20 years. So. <laughs> 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 but uh, <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> uh, but, but you, you, you found another piece of your identity. And one thing that's really cool to hear about some of these people that you said that are thriving in their golden years mm. is that they're still discovering who they are. And my mom is like that. My mom is 75, I believe. And, um, she has a birthday coming up in May. Mm-hmm. I don't know when you're watching this. You might just had a birthday, but, um, 
She is she the, ain't watching you. Don't she, worry about her. Yeah, yeah, but listen, she, my mom supports everything that I do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Ma. Um, she probably not watching this stuff. So, uh, <laughs> but she is the biggest dreamer I've ever met in my life. Mm. My mom is 75, 76 years old, and she's always like, hey, so I got this idea. Yeah. This is what we need to do. I'm like, Ma, like what? But you think about people like Colonel Sanders that started, yeah. you know, KFC, Kentucky Fried Chicken, and there's been a lot of people that – discovered who they were or unveiled a little bit more of their purpose and identity. And that's, like you said, that's what keeps you going. If a car sits idle too long, then things start to malfunction, right? And I believe that we're the same way. Yeah. We're just machines, you know, that's living off love and purpose and things like that. So <laughs> keep it moving, right? But but on the other hand, I, 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 am a, I do really believe in rest and vacations, mm. right? Um, where does, what do, what do vacations rank on the hierarchy of your day and, and of building anything, business, family, and stuff like that? I think it is, this varies a lot person to person. And I think, um, so for me, I don't need that much rest. I don't need, I, I, I need rest for sure. Everybody needs rest, but I don't need like long vacations all the time. Mm -hmm. I actually think it's detrimental in a lot of ways for me. Um, so my, my wife likes taking those, but she wants to go on vacation every week. Mm -hmm. <coughs> but for me, whenever I do, it throws me off, gives me off my routine. I have to, it mm -hmm. like gets me a little bit, I have like a recovery time when I get back, you know? <laughs> You're right. So for me, it's like, if I can have a cigar on Saturday morning, I'm good. That's what I need. And then after that, I'm fine. You know? It's funny that you say that because Steve Harvey was just saying the other day in one, in one of his social media <laughs> threads. Someone asked him, "Why do you smoke cigars?" Because you yeah. always you you never see him without a cigar when he's not working. He always yeah. has a cigar, and he said, "This is for me, just like with you. This is how you good, man. Need yeah, some I'm water? Good. No, okay. I'm good. All right. <laughs> go you want some to drink? No, I'm good. Okay. All right. Um, need a cigar? Afrin. Okay. <laughs> it's a little inside joke, but um, Steve Harvey said that um, that's the only time that because he you know he has so many he wears so many hats and he's successful. Um, in a lot of different areas, but that's one of the times that he gets to kind of have his own Sabbath to kind of take time to take time, mm -hmm. right? And I, I and I, it's the same, it's kind of in the same vein of what you're saying is if I can get a cigar Saturday morning, that's all I need to kind of revamp yeah. and, and get get in line, you know, because we got things to do, and if you're wired that way, you don't want to sit idle too long, right? Mm -hmm. I'm the same way, man. I don't need a whole lot. I can take a little nap. I can sleep anytime, but I can if I take That's a little <laughs> take a little nap, get rejuvenated. You're the only person I've ever found asleep in a sink multiple times. And they do in tell the them bathroom my, sink. Tell them my secrets <laughs> in the middle of the day. <laughs> Listen, guys, if you guys want to hear some of these deep woods back office, you know, conversations and stories, y'all can come and sit in with us and be part of the peanut gallery. We can. I share some of Keith's stories. <laughs> we got some. <laughs> Oh man, I forgot about it. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago that I fell asleep in the sink. Yeah, <laughs> that was one time. Yeah, <laughs> one time. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm the same way. So just having that time because I believe that. So just get a little bit biblical with you real quick, right? Uh -huh. uh, I believe that the command to rest is just as important as the command to do. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, case in point, I was talking about it this morning with my truck. The biggest thorn in my flesh, my Achilles heel, has always been maintenance. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many times I've run out of gas in my vehicle. 
right? I'm trying to get do something grand, something great, <laughs> and I run out of gas. Yeah, that's on me. Yeah, right. Um, not taking the time to do what I need to do, or when I was younger, not getting the oil change mm-hmm. and my engine blowing up, throwing <laughs> a ride. That's on me right there. Um, we have to, in the same way, we have to be able to maintain so that we can maintain and thrive and keep going. In a lot of ways, one big way that we can do that is by resting. Or and, and here's the thing. I think a lot of people, when they think about rest, they think about sleep and stuff like that. Mm. Just like you said, Saturday morning, you take a cigar. That's resting right there. Yeah. Right? You're resting your mind. Uh, it's hard to get your mind to turn off, right? Yeah. How are your sleep patterns? Do you sleep well, you know? I do now. When I was in college, I didn't. When I was younger, yeah. I, had, I, I was up all night. But I think sleep is a pretty easy thing, actually, for, for almost everybody. There are people who are like, oh, I'm insomniac. I can't go to sleep. Yeah. I, I think that's BS. Mm. I think for the most part. Now there's like people who are like Navy SEALs and they have crazy sleep patterns because of what they do. And there's mm-hmm. people who work night shift and stuff like that. And uh, honestly, if you work night shift, it's probably just going to be bad for your health. It is that's bad just for it. Yeah, like, statistically. Yeah. I don't think there's anything else you can do. You either got to stop it or you just got to know that you're going to be unhealthy because of it. Um, but I think if you get up at the same time every morning, just that one thing probably fixes insomnia for 99% of people because you, you you can't function without sleep. Yeah. So if you get up at 5 a.m. every day, mm-hmm. you're going to be, you're going to go to sleep. You like, definitely going to be tired by the end of the day if you get yeah. up at 5 o'clock. Day three or four, yeah. you're going to be, your sleep pattern's fixed all that's of a sudden. <laughs> so I think that's probably the vast majority of it for most people. There's probably people who are thinking, I know I get up early every day. You probably don't. Mm, <laughs> dang, well, say it plain. You probably don't. Okay. <laughs> but, but, you know, that's one thing. There's tons of stuff you can do. Um, I used to have to work with people a lot on this because no matter how healthy you eat, mm-hmm. no matter how, your exercise patterns, if you don't sleep well, mm-hmm. then you cannot lose weight. There's like, there are hormonal changes that happen with people. So I used to have a lot of people who... You know, we get their diet on track yeah. when I was in the fitness industry. Right. We get their exercise going, and then they wouldn't be losing weight. We started doing, like, sleep studies, looking at their sleep, and they were, like, mm. terrible. Mm. And that was always the – it was a lot of times. That was the, the problem. If if they really were doing what they're supposed to do, you know, which is – that was that was mainly the problem. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, for those people, though, there's a few things that, that they could do. And we can talk about that if you want. But – um. But I think for me, back in the day, I was up late because I was always thinking about stuff. I was always writing something. I was always reading something. I was mm-hmm. always like my mind was just not shut off ever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I'd be up late, and then I would sleep all day, and I scheduled all my classes in the afternoon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so I'd wake up at like noon, you know, but I was up till 5 every day, 4 or 5. So. In the morning, really? <laughs> yeah. Wow, why don't you just shift that whole scale? Exactly. <laughs> well, that's what you can do if you're one of those people who think you have insomnia. You probably yeah. don't, actually. You probably just stay up too late. Dang. <laughs> so Dis- <laughs> Disclaimer, we're not doctors. Yeah, I'm not a doctor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could. You were in school long enough. You sure you're not a doctor? I, you might have a doctorate. No, I don't I don't have a doctorate. I think they give you one if you've been in school for <laughs> 10 years at least. So. <laughs> nah. I, w- I did uh, plan on going to, to medical school at one point. But yeah. I, yeah. It w- you know, I didn't know because I took the MCAT. I was like on the way to, okay. to going to medical school. Uh-huh. And uh, I basically like there's not a school at that point, at least. There was not a school in the country that required nutrition or any kind of like mm-hmm. 
like, it's not even alternative. It's just Mm -hmm. like any other kind of wellness other than prescribing drugs. (laughs) And so I chose instead to go into the fitness world. Mm -hmm. Um, I was actually going to be a physical therapist. And while I was in school Mm -hmm. to get my doctor in physical therapy, I dropped out to start a fitness company. Start trading stocks and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, I did that before. Okay. Before I got into that. Okay. You know, it's interesting that you say that too. Um, I was thinking about that some years ago about the whole westernized way that we, you know, medicate and treat Mm -hmm. versus a lot of the more Eastern modalities. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was telling my daughter, she said, daddy, what should I, and I'm so precious. I'm like, daddy, what should I be when I grow up? You know, Uh, man, (laughs) y'all have some babies, you know? (laughs) Um, I said, you know what? We really need a health conscious, holistic doctor in the family, someone that can treat people prophylactically through nutrition that Mm -hmm. understands the science of food and energy and how this stuff works in the body Yeah, so that you can stay healthy and also so you can get healthy, Mm -hmm. but understand all the, you know, it's a lot of quacks out there that that recommend all kinds of stuff and and everything like that. But I believe that. There's a lot there. There are some people out there that really know what they're doing. They've studied and done the work. And I think it's something that people would run. They would flock to yeah. and could really benefit from. I've heard so many stories and read so many case stories about people just changing their diet and getting rest mm-hmm. and having a pattern that turns their whole life around. Yeah. Right. Like, so I used to see it all the time. I got to the point when I was in when I was in the fitness industry that I had other trainers who worked for me. <coughs> and so I didn't have to. um I didn't necessarily have to take clients, but I would take clients who had certain issues because I knew I could help them. Mm-hmm. Um, people who had like diabetes and who had uh, autoimmune conditions and stuff like that. And like the people who would actually do the things, it's really difficult in our society to yeah. eat very well because all you, you just like, you can't eat out. There's not a, I mean, I don't know of any, I'm sure there's some that exists in the country. There's not anything around us where you can go to a restaurant and not get seed oils. Mm-hmm. Your foods are going to be cooked in seed oils. Mm-hmm. So, like, there, there's not really a way to eat healthy, to eat a really healthy diet, and go out and, like, be a normal person in our society. It's mm-hmm. kind of crazy. Yeah, we're not built for it, right? Yeah. So, for people who have those kind of issues, and I would, I would work with those people, and sometimes their doctors were on board with it, and sometimes they weren't. <laughs> This is, I'll tell you a story. I had a guy who was pre-diabetic and uh, he was a chef and he's like, I'm a chef. I'll eat. My diet is perfect. And like I went to, mm-hmm. <laughs> I went to um, my doctor and he gave me this diet plan and like it's a hundred percent, but my, my blood sugar is not getting better and it's actually getting worse. Okay. And I was like, okay, what's your, um regimen yeah yeah your what's your diet look like what'd you eat for breakfast today it was like lunchtime okay I'm and so i was in curious. i was in the gym i was in the gym this was like a consultation basically for okay. him to come and talk to me about she's like i think i just need to exercise more do something different with my exercise program and he was a little or smaller guy you know and uh anyway he's like i said okay so what'd you like what'd you eat for breakfast he's like well i had uh a bowl of um cheerios mm and some oatmeal mm. and i was like okay and he said <laughs> you know i had low fat milk like you know i'd do the whole thing i'm like so we did the math it was like 
250 grams of carbs yeah. in the morning <laughs> before lunch. I was like, <laughs> for his first meal. Yeah. He's like, this is exactly what my doctor prescribed. I was like, no Dude, way. Yeah. You plan. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> whole grain cereal, whole grain, whole oats, like, you know, skim milk. Yeah. Like all of that is super high carbohydrate yes. foods. Yeah. But he's like, that's this is what my doctor prescribed. And he followed it. And he followed it exactly. Letter of the law. Yep. And I'm like, you're gonna have diabetes. That's that's the, if you if you're gonna like you have a choice to make. Like, I'm not a doctor. Yeah. You can you can follow your doctor's program and then you're gonna have diabetes and you're mm-hmm. gonna be on metformin two weeks from now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or you can stop that. Uh-huh. And and you can not have diabetes yeah. in, ever in your life. Dang. And he's like, well, I'm going to have to follow my doctor's prescription. Yeah, I'm like, all right, go for it. I'm yeah. sure he's dead from diabetes right now. I think so. Diabetes. <laughs> diabetes. He probably had, I don't know. I don't know what happened to him. I, never, I don't know if, I don't think I ever talked to him again, but it was like. See, and that's what I'm saying, man. <clears throat> we need some more, we need some, some, some doctors that really care about people that aren't controlled by big pharma and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And no, no offense to doctors and stuff like that. I'm just, you know, there's some good ones too. They are. That's, and that's what I was about to get to that. We got some yeah. good ones, but I think we need to branch out and open up a little <coughs> bit and be exposed to a little bit, some, some different modalities, you know, some, a little bit more holistic things. Yeah. Um, I would love for us to have the resources um, here in America for you to be like, Hey, look, okay, let's at least get a second opinion. Mm-hmm. I have a doctor here that treats people through their diet and all this stuff, da 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 da, yeah. and you know that would have been great. But people, we just we just trust these professionals blindly. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, it was. Um, I'll tell you another story. We had a guy who came in the gym. Mm. He was a military guy, retired. Okay. After twenty years in the military. Okay. So um, anyway, he came in. He's like, my doctor told me I'm I'm pre diabetic, and he says that if I change my diet and work out that I might not have to go on medicine, but I don't believe him. He's like, I think once you have this stuff, you have it forever. It's just genetic and, mm-hmm. and there's nothing you can do about it. And mm-hmm. I was like, all right, well give me three months and let's see what happens. He's like, I'm going to do it. My doctor told me to come here and talk to y'all. So we'll see what happens. Okay. I don't know who his doctor was, but he was like, uh, he was like, I'll do it. I'm 20 years in the military. I'm very disciplined, mm-hmm. you know, came from s- submariner. He's like, I, yeah. you know, I have to do everything exactly. He did that for the last 20 years. Like, right. Right. I'm going to do whatever you say to do. I'll sir, like, yes, sir. Right. Yeah. And I was like, all right. So I, I gave him a diet plan, turned him over to a trainer. And he went back to his doctor after three months and normal blood sugars. He had lost like 30 pounds. You wow. know, he was like in great shape. Three and months. I, yeah. He was like, your doctor's like, yeah, you're not even not pre-diabetic anymore. You don't have any issues with A1C, blood sugar levels, mm-hmm. anything like that. And so he he called me actually. He, or he saw me at the gym and stopped me. He's like, man, I, I appreciate you t- selling me on this at that point i was just selling training i wasn't actually doing the training okay he's like i appreciate you selling me into this and like you know like i didn't believe you but here we are you change, know change his life mm-hmm. and uh, we've had stuff like that happen all the time mm-hmm. and most of the time the doctors weren't on board with it but yeah <laughs> but that stuff like i don't know man that's it's just, wow it's like their doctors their doctor is dr kevorkian or something right <laughs> it's just like i heard i heard a doctor one time somebody who was like talking about nutrition he said if i was a terrorist and yeah. I wanted to kill as many people, as many Americans as I wanted to. I would publish the food pyramid in the way the USDA published it. Listen, that right there <laughs> blew my mind. Yeah. That, I remember hearing about that some years ago. Yeah. 
And I felt like the whole system was a lie. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, what in the world? I'm going to stop paying taxes. Like, I'm going <laughs> to stop. I'm going to stop doing everything. Talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> listen, like. so Because here's the thing. I bet if you go back to the 90s, 80s, wherever, and say, what is a healthy way to eat? Everybody's going to pull out the food pyramid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and from it the made, 70s on, yeah. Yeah, and it made sense because that's what we were taught to believe and trust blindly because these were our professionals, these were the authorities, these people knew what they were talking about. It came yep. from the top on down. This is sort of a, it sort of plays Man. into the defiant life, whole, the whole thing. Like, yep. maybe that was even my first, like, foray into going against the grain a little bit. Literally, yeah. Was when I got into the fitness world, I was in pretty good shape. I played sports growing up, mm-hmm. and then I got into, into working out, got into CrossFit, I guess, Maybe that was after I had become a trainer already when I got into CrossFit. Yeah. So anyway, I was working out. So I was in decent shape. And then I started and I was eating like, like I ate baked potatoes with no butter, no salt, like, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> <coughs> like low fat, everything. If I could. Yeah. Um, margarine instead of butter, like the whole thing. Right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and um, when I got into training, I realized that, putting people on those kinds of diets were not, it wasn't working. I couldn't figure out why. Mm. And so then I started getting into some different things. I was actually looking for like, what could I, what could I do? I was actually, I was like reading a fitness magazine or something, trying to get ideas for programming and for different things for my clients. And that's when I found CrossFit. Mm -hmm. And then I started reading about this paleo diet and I started reading more about like high fat diets. And then I started like really getting into the science and, uh, I was like, man, like, none of the actual data lines up with what I was being taught in school. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is, this is kind of, <laughs> let's go. Let's go. And, and, and here we are, the defiant life where we mm-hmm. defy the laws of mediocrity, because that's what we're taught is also. So if you want to be average, don't yeah. challenge the status quo or anything like that's that. Right. Real quick idea though. Yeah. And, and I was about to get off of my little soapbox, Uh quick logo idea for you. Quick branding okay. idea. We when got the gorilla. Uh, yeah, no, that's cool. But I got one for y'all. <laughs> this I'm gonna give y'all this one for free. The next one's going to cost you. So, um, I'm thinking about making a t-shirt that says go against the grain, have a piece of bread with an X through it. You know what I'm saying? Against the grain. <laughs> nice. That's there's a, there's a lady, um, I can't remember her name, but she has a company called against all grain. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Kind of similar vein. Okay. Yeah. Paleo yeah. kind of. Yeah. That I like that. Okay. Yeah. I like mine better, but yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I but like anyway. yours better too, but yeah. we won't tell her, <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, but honestly, that's, that was like. The birth, that's what, that was, those were the breeding grounds of yeah, why that was kind of, yeah, that was kind of the first. And then I started like reading about taxes. That <laughs> Bro. You really want to get upset. What's, what's that, what's that book? The myth of, uh, the one that wrote it. You're talking about Island? the creature, creature. Yeah. The creature from Jekyll Island. Yeah. Something, yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah. Like all of that stuff. I'm just like, ah, I'm a conspiracy theorist. No, I'm not. These aren't conspiracies. <laughs> this stuff is real. <laughs> we live, we like, you can almost throw a rock and hit Jekyll Island from right here. I can smell the salt air down, you know? <laughs> I used to point that out when I was caddying at Sea Island. Yeah. Like, you know, the, well, I, I'd be with all these, like, um, these finance finance guys, you know, yeah, they yeah. come down from New York, and they're, like, <laughs> really into money, whatever. I'd be like, you know, the Fed was created right there. Like, <laughs> right there. <laughs> right, right. They're like, no, nah, really? I'm yeah. like, you read the creature from Jekyll Island? Like that's Jekyll Island. Yeah, that's it right there. Yeah. <laughs> it's so awesome, man. Y'all, this is a piece of history down here. This is where America started, right? Glenn Academy is the first high school in the country. Second, I think. Second high school. Yeah, the first one that matters. You that's, know? Right. So, <laughs> that's right. And I went to the Crosstown Rivals, so that's some love right there. But yeah, but um, and just, just but real quick though. With all of that stuff we're talking about, one of the things that really stuck out to me that you were saying, because and I experienced this the other day. 
was having a routine, having a pattern, and things like that. All that stuff plays into your health, mental mental health, physical health, yeah. um, just everything. What was I? I, I was. What was I doing? I, I had some time off. Yeah. So you know, we 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 meet in our groups, and we've been doing some some physical, some practical things, um, disciplines, mental disciplines, and, and everything. And I had taken some time off for something. I can't. I think we went out of town, and I got so fidgety and so off during my vacation mm. that I felt like I needed to come back to myself and get into a routine so that I could feel at peace again. Yeah. Right. So protecting your peace, that might be a foreign thing. Getting a, getting a routine, getting discipline, mm-hmm. having some principles like that might be something that you need to try because I hear the, I have conversations with people all the time saying protect my peace. I don't have no peace and all yeah. this stuff like that. I think we just need a little bit more boundaries and parameters. Um, uh, one of the sayings that I like a whole lot is the scripture that says he has placed my boundaries in pleasant places. Um, I think we do better when we have parameters to work within, right? So yeah. that way we can max those out. We're safe. We can be fully ourselves and be creative and express ourselves. But when we don't have, when, when stuff is amorphous and just don't have any forms or anything like that, then that's, that's, that's unsettling, right? Nothing to really yeah. work towards. So we need some more definition in our lives. I think <clears throat> is what it is. Yeah. The, the idea of routine is, uh, I think of a very helpful way to think about it. And it also plays kind of back into the, the idea of um, retirement. You know, a lot of people get into retirement and they kind of get out of the routine. They've yeah. been for 40 years I and know, they're like, yeah, not happy. And that's, I, I think a lot of like, I don't even, we should look up the stats. How yeah. many people go back to work yeah. after yeah. they retire? I bet it's a, a huge number. Mm. And now you have to think about this too. Like we, when people retired back in the day, yeah. people lived to like 70 or 65 mm-hmm. and they're retiring at 62. Like they got a couple of years. They're living out their final days, kind of right. working in the field, like going out in the garden and stuff like that. And now people are retired for 30, 40 years and they're just That's like a whole life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My grandma, she retired. She was a nurse. She retired probably at, I don't know, 60 something when she retired and she died at 85. So like, I don't know, you got 30 years, 25, 30 years of like sitting at the house. Mm. That seems not fun. I'm just, I can't, I can't get behind that. But here's the thing. I think if you build enough cash flow, like we talk about investing assets, real estate for me, because that's what I understand, right? In in some business, Mm -hmm. um, businesses. But I think the goal for me is to invest in real estate and have enough cash flow where I don't, the, the, so, so that I don't really have to work if I don't want to, but I can still do the things that I want to do. And I can invest that money if I want to in some other things. Do, do, so like, you know, I, I enjoy writing. So mm-hmm. like we're building this program. We've been talking a lot about what the roles are going to look like. Mm-hmm. And I told you, like, for me, if I can get up in the morning and just get at the computer and start writing and Curricul- like thinking, curriculum. learning, writing, yeah, writing mm-hmm. that stuff down, putting out content, doing stuff like that, that's what I enjoy. Mm-hmm. So, like, if I can make that my day, mm-hmm. why not, right? Why not do that? Why, why should I retire just because I have enough money to retire? Like, yeah, I don't I don't feel like I get, like, uh, so I'm also at, at this point where I think it's like, you know, I don't I don't have to go, go to, like, a billion dollars. Like, some people have these big, huge, like, I want to yeah. get to a billion. I want to get to 10 billion. I want to get to whatever. I want to be the richest person in the world. Like, at some point, for me at least, we talked about Jerry Rice not having fun playing football because mm-hmm. he wanted all he wanted was to be the best. And mm-hmm. I think if you want to be if you want to get to that level, there's there's like you have to kind of 
uh, to the great pains you must go, as the, <laughs> as the poem says. That's good, yeah. So <laughs> there's a... Long suffering. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nico, when he's fishing, <laughs> that tripped me out. Anyway, uh, like you, th- there's a point for me where I'm like, okay, I don't need to acquire anything else. I just want to do the things that I want to do. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So like, I don't... Uh, I think it's like there's a there's a flex that you can have instead of flexing with like cars and like jewelry and all this stuff like waking up at 4 a.m. to do the work that I want to do and then going to play golf at mm-hmm. 11. Like oh yeah, that, bro. That's the biggest flex. You can do whatever you want to do. That that's it right there. That's it right there. If you have <coughs> the freedom to do whatever you want and the time, <coughs> yeah, to do whatever you do, what want to do when you want to do it, that is the biggest flex. And I also like maybe not everybody can get to 10 billion dollars or whatever, but everybody can get to that freedom level. Like yeah. if you yeah. want to, you, you can start with zero and in two years you can be there probably well, uh, two to five years. So right? that's, yeah, absolutely. So like, that's the thing I think about is what, what is wealth to me when you have an asset that passively pays all your bills yeah. and everything yeah. and you good, you you're, know, you can retire, but yeah. like, I don't think our idea of retirement is the thing that, that right. like where you sit at home and watch Netflix all day, you're not going to yeah. be happy. Mm-hmm. Retirement to me is having enough freedom having the freedom to do the things that you want to do, to do the work that you want to do. And it doesn't matter whether you make money from it. You just like, you can do the thing that you yeah. want to do. Yeah. That's so, like, good, man. You have yeah. to, and you, but you do have to work hard to get there. You have to earn. And that's why oh, I like the, yeah. the, the, the other, uh, those social media, those, uh, influencers earn your leisure, their yeah. podcast. Mm-hmm. I love that name. Um, shout out to yeah. you guys. Uh, throw some hoodies. I need, <laughs> I need a large, what you want? <laughs> you can get to me in black. But, uh, <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that's why I love that phrase that came with. It's so brilliant. Earn your leisure. Yeah. That's, that's what it's all about right there. And that's why, that's why it goes back to what I was saying earlier is a healthy man has many wishes. A sick man has one. He just wants time. He just yeah. wants freedom. Nope. He just wants yeah. live life. Right. right. You know, so that's right. Yeah. That's it, man. That's, that's a flex. I like that. Yeah. I think that's uh, something I've been thinking about a lot lately is like, I don't necessarily want, uh, I just bought a new truck. I do, I do like trucks. Congratulations. Let me see. <laughs> However. Get the right one. Yeah. Oh, oh, there it is. There we go. However, I just want a work truck. I don't necessarily, yeah. I don't want to drive you. a Lamborghini. I feel you, bro. <laughs> I don't want to. So like my flex is, is throwing the golf clubs in the back of the truck if I want to, or just being able to get up and do the work that I want to do. You know so what? Like that's, that's the thing. That's it to be able to. So check this out. The other day I was at a friend's. Uh, birthday party dinner mm-hmm. and I was sitting down I'm a little sometimes I'm a little bit more extrovert and the social butterfly so the a people <laughs> right <laughs> so the people sitting next to us was all they were all um an older group of friends mm-hmm. right and they were having a ball as they would say <laughs> right <Yeah. laughs> it was splendid like it was you know <laughs> and um <laughs> So they were, uh, <laughs> they were, they were cutting up and they, uh, what I enjoyed, what gave me the most encouragement and, and what gave me motivation and kind of some peace was these guys, you can tell their, the posture in, that they had in life, mm-hmm. they were able to drink in the laughs, the time, the surroundings fully. So I was like, Hey, sir, I know you don't know me. <laughs> you know, you, you you like you might be a little bit older than me, so you might have some wisdom that you can drop on me, right? Yeah. White hair and everything. He had on this like Notre Dame fleece, you know, hoodie yeah. thing and stuff like that. I said, so, um, you look like you're having a good time. He was like, man, I am. You know, yeah. he's like, I I worked hard when I was your age, 
to get to where I am now. So now we just travel around the country. We play golf. We, <coughs> we, we have a group of eight friends. We travel together. We just kind of do what That's we cool. want to do, eat good food, have good laughs, drink a little bit. And I was like, man, but you're so vibrant and everything. He said, he said, man, you have to make time for yourself, but you have to earn that. A lot of people mm-hmm. try to, a lot of people go into debt in their life trying to spend time that they haven't earned yet. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like you have to, I think, you have to earn that wage of freedom. So put in the time now through education uh, and, and, and just hard work to build an asset, to build a lifestyle so that you don't have to be old and enjoy a few years of, of what might not even be freedom. But if yeah. you do the work now, do if you work smart now, then you can get to a place to where you really start to live. I think a lot of us are alive, but we're not living and I said, I made mention to it in the first episode. We're just kind of just like going through the thing and like, that's not living life. Yeah. Right. These yeah. guys were laughing deep and were doing, they did, they, they were running up a tab. They didn't care. <laughs> they was good. Yeah. They, you know, they had worked hard and they were enjoying it. And they, and, and that's, that's what I think if we had more people that had that type of mindset, mm-hmm. they had that kind of grind and I, and he, and he was there with all his friends. There was accountability there. It was fun, and and they would yeah. pull each other, and they were talking about that. Anyway, it was it was a great conversation. I learned a lot, but I felt and I and I saw what I needed to see in that moment right there. Yeah, you know that's good. Yeah, I, I was somebody. I don't know. I've seen it a couple times now. This, uh, I, I guess somebody did a study about happiness, and they 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 found out basically like from zero to twenty five is is pretty happy, like pretty okay. carefree. Yeah, you're having fun. Okay. Then twenty five to forty five is like really hard times. Mm-hmm. Like that's. When you have to go out and make a living, you got kids, you got to raise, you know, you got to like, there's a lot of stuff that happens during that time. Mm-hmm. People that you love start to pass away. You got like yeah, parents older, who are getting older, grandparents who die and different things like that. Right. And that kind of usually for people's 20 to 25, 20 to 25 to 45. So that's kind of a tough time. Um, that's when people are least happy. Then the happiest times in people's lives actually from like 55 on interesting because for one thing they they realize that they only have a little bit of time left maybe are they, are they you know 30 40 years is still a long time but yeah, yeah like they're getting to the end and like man i gotta make the most of this and they've built up a little bit of wealth maybe mm. they got some you know they're not in as financial they're not as financially drained as they were Strapped. when they were younger yeah and when they were trying to raise kids and they had all this stuff mm. going on right so then they're kind of like um in a better place and they can relax a little bit more. Yeah. Um, they can do things that they want to do. So I think it's interesting when people get to that point and they're like ready, but then I think there's other people who are like tied down. Like you said, these guys were older and they're doing the things that they want to do. They, they earned that, that, that point, right? There's a lot of people who work really hard, but they're not hustling. Like we talked about before they work really hard, but then they get to this point where they have a retirement that gives them less freedom. Mm. So like I was always, this was always a really weird idea to me, but people talk about like, you want to build up a nest egg, right? And then you can live off of this nest egg. And people talk about like a million dollars, let's say a million dollars and you're earning 8% on that. That's 80 grand a year. Mm-hmm. But you came out of this, this career where you're earning maybe at the point you built up to maybe like a hundred to 150,000 a year. So now mm-hmm. there's this time when you retire and now your pay goes down. And to me, that's a weird thing. Why would yeah. you want that? I, right. I never understood that. And people always said that to me, like, yeah, when you retire, you make less money. I'm like, why? Why? <laughs> that doesn't make sense. You need to build up cash flow so that you can just, if you want to retire, you still got the same amount of money coming in, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, 
it doesn't make sense to me. Maybe you're even reinvesting that and, and it's growing. Right. But anyway, um, so like I can think of like people that I know who retired and then all they could afford to do was sit around and yeah. they didn't have, they had enough money to eat and they had enough money to pay their bills. And right. that's it. Yeah. They couldn't do anything else. Yep. So like, I don't know. That doesn't feel like, that doesn't seem like freedom to me. It's not. It doesn't seem like retirement. Yeah. Like, I don't want that retirement. I like what you said. It doesn't, it doesn't seem like freedom. If that's what freedom is, then I don't want it. I'd rather keep working. Yeah, right. You know, and that's the, and that's why I think that's a big part of why we, we have this uh, platform and we call it Defiant Life because that's average right there. And that's like the, that's the, that's the mainstream way of doing it. Right. We don't have to do that. Right. Create build work towards making assets it's nothing wrong with your nine to five right now but i think sometimes we just need to shift our focus and our intent um to what we're doing so we can think long term and and put ourselves in position to be in a better place so we can sit at that that table drinking wine laughing with our buddies because i'm sure they had they didn't care they were running up a tab bro when i tell you (laughs) i was like okay you know what i'm saying y'all might as well throw my food on y'all tab it was like it wouldn't matter at all but and you know and and it's not a, a plug but this is one of the reasons why when Keith mentioned, when you mentioned, you know, I can just keep building real estate and, and get very rich and mm. very wealthy, yeah. but I enjoy and feel like I'm, I, I'm called to teach and educate and lead and coach yeah. people. Um, and that's what we want. That's part of the reason why we had this podcast is because we want to open your minds. I wish we had something, or I wish I was aware of something like this, that I could challenge the average way and the, the, the normal way of thinking when I was young, you mm. know? So if you're in your twenties, thirties, forties, fifties, it's not too late. Um, you can defy the laws of mediocrity right now and do something about your life to get on a better path to, so that you can really live in freedom. And, I, and, and, and just, this is just one way of doing it is to really make sure that you invest and create an asset that's going to pay you. So you don't have to keep working to make money, but your money can work for you. Mm-hmm. Right. So with that being said, I just want to let you guys know that we are right. And we have a course and we have from coaching and everything like that. We have a curriculum coming out where we're teaching people how to acquire their first uh, multifamily commercial real estate property so they can create some, some passive income, you know, mm-hmm. um, so that we can, you know, earn our leisure as well. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. so, yeah. So if you're going to work hard, work hard for yourself, so that you can build a future and freedom for yourself, so you can enjoy your kids, your grandkids, enjoy your life while you still have it. Because we don't have a whole lot of time, you know. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, you can do it. There I you believe. Go. Yeah, that's right. All right, man. I'm gonna have to run to the bathroom. So we're gonna have to cut this in short. <laughs> that was a good episode, man. I enjoyed that. Yeah. All right, man. Cool. All we'll right. catch y'all on the flip side. Bye.